Hey guys, this is a special podcast episode. My good friend Justin Brown at Motion interviewed me. He had me on his show and I share about three things. One, why I started my podcast show. Understanding the why is huge and super motivating. Two, my exact process when it comes to podcasting. And then three, why I provide the audio and video versions of my podcast episodes. I've come to understand that not a lot of people do that. They only provide the audio version. So to me, it was interesting and I loved sharing this with Justin Brown because, and he has really darn good questions. He did his his homework and research (laughs) on my show. So great questions, valuable, free content as you guys expected. So I really hope this brings you and your team value. Let me know what you think on LinkedIn and enjoy the show. Video is one of the top two when it comes to the most effective form of content when you post on LinkedIn. I've seen more people reach out to me. They know more about my personality. They they know more about my character. They just know more about my guests and they reach out to me after a video. You're listening to Recorded Content, a podcast for small, scrappy B2B marketing teams who want to get the most out of podcasting. In each episode, we capture stories from industry experts and podcasters. Listen in and uncover what it takes to launch, run, and grow a successful B2B podcast. Check out and subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Let's jump in. Hey, this is Justin Brown. I'm the co-founder of Motion and your host for this episode of Recorded Content. Recorded Content is brought to you by Motion, a done-for-you podcast agency for small, scrappy B2B tech marketers. Today, I have Jesus McDonald on the show, the founder and CEO of JRM Web Marketing, which is a WordPress website design and development company in San Jose, California. He's a host of the Jesus McDonald Experience, which is a B2B marketing podcast that initially started as a YouTube channel and has transitioned into the audio space. He does a great job with repurposed content, video, all bootstrapped by his own hands. And we're going to talk today about what his strategies are and how he's done it all. I hope you enjoy the show. So I'm really lucky. About seven years ago, I went to go work for Tristan my current business partner and co-host of this show. And when I went to go work for him, I worked for him at a video production company. And since then, we've left and started Motion. But everything at Motion, which is our company, starts with video. So when I say I'm lucky, it's because my video content is developed by an in-house video team. And you, on the other hand, are creating your own video content, not as someone who comes from a video podcast agency type company, but as someone who cares about video. The thing with video is that it's very, very hard to do well. I've experienced this firsthand. So where I want to start is why do you spend so much time and energy to make video content? Yeah, so... Great question. So we were doing a lot of things already with the company pages, uh, social media pages, and even blogging on our website, jeremwebmarketing.com. But then what I started seeing a lot of on LinkedIn was personal branding. You know, promote yourself, be honest, be vulnerable, be genuine. And a lot of that kind of came in play with even why I started my own podcast show 
as well, because I really didn't want to start a podcast show. To me, I'm like, I don't really want to talk about, you know, clients and all their junk. And I don't want that to be live. (laughs) And, but then with this whole COVID-19 situation, you know, I just saw a lot of small business owners that were just really hurting and they had no control over their business. And over here in California, we also had the wildfires. So one, you're kind of limited to having people inside, let's say a restaurant, so that they eat outdoors. Now, people don't want to go outdoors because of the smoke. So for a lot of small businesses, <laughs> that was the last straw for them, right? And they're all bootstrapped. I mean, literally strapped for cash and they can't hire a digital marketing expert agency. So for me, I was like, you know what? I felt moved by that, seeing that on the news, compassionate and was like, I'll just give them all free, valuable content. All they have to do is make the time for it. No excuses. Uh, just so that you can stay re- relevant and improve your online presence. So then I started it and got the microphone, all that stuff, right? And I started with a YouTube channel and then I did the audio. And literally, if you go to my YouTube channel, I still have uh, a section for small businesses. You know, how to optimize your Google My Business, how to claim your Google My Business listing, right? All these little things that they're still being passed on to small businesses. And even like marketing managers that, you know, are in the marketing department for the small business. So to me, that kind of was the motivation. Fast forward to today, it's evolved to much more than that. Now it's for B2B marketing professionals. And it comes, it came with the short clips. I've been seeing, you know, your videos, short clips, Sam Moss, a lot of Dave Gearhart is one, Chris Walker. I didn't even know about Chris Walker until... I started looking at my feeds and, you know, he's in the B2B space too. And I'm like, wow, like this is the new thing. And this is what people are doing. And I'm already doing videos for small business owners. I might as well do it on LinkedIn. And then I had to change my way of thinking too, right? It was personal branding. So I'm going to be doing everything. I then immediately started doing everything on my own social media channels, right? So JRM Web Marketing, the company pages had their own social media channels. Now Jesus McDonald had to create his own social media channels and then <laughs> pumping things out that way. And then for SEO purposes, you know, we link it back to JRM. So it really is in itself um, a whole marketing strategy and SEO strategy too. And that has really been the game changer uh, for our company is me as the CEO putting myself the face of the brand, the face of the company, but also like sharing valuable content for free. And to this day, it's still free. I'm not putting people on a subscription model. I'm not doing any of that stuff because to me, I'm like, Hey, if, if it works for you, good. Amen. Right. If you can pass it on and and it helps somebody else and it's valuable to them. Awesome. To me, I'm just like sharing my thoughts, my ideas, my experiments, all that stuff. (laughs) So to me, that's how I started doing short clips. I did start out just to be fully transparent, I'd started out with iMovie, right? So a lot of people that are into video production are like, dude, seriously? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes, it was like right there with my MacBook. Uh, and I really, the way I promoted my show was more real and unedited. The only part mm-hmm. I edit is the beginning and the end. So if I stutter 15 times, yeah, you're going to hear that 15 times. I'm not going to do video cuts or anything with that. Like, this, mm-hmm. is, this is what people really want, right? 
is just that genuine conversation and being able to digest something and not edit so much. So I did that and I was like, since I'm going to be doing that and little to no editing, that's easy. I can do that in iMovie. I just cut the beginning and the end and improve the quality of the sound and we're good. Reduce background noise. So for me, it was really nothing. The thing that took the longest was just uploading it to YouTube. That thing took the longest. I probably spent literally like 10 minutes maybe just cut, cut, and then upload. The rest took longer. And it was because I was already in the interview, so I already knew where to cut them. Mm -hmm. So that just happened to be, you know, if I was a video editor, I'm like, all right, I got to watch this whole thing. <laughs> I got to know where to do the video cuts and everything. So for me, I'm like, oh, that's my LinkedIn short clip. That one was good. And so I'm experiencing the whole thing just as the host and also talking to other, my fellow marketers as well too, right? So we get to talk about just really good juicy topics. There's just a lot of nuggets of knowledge just being dropped all the time. So then eventually it evolved to where even the 10, 15 minutes, I was like, okay, I the way I uploaded the videos is it was just Zoom, right? A lot of people you can do it with the free plan. I have the subscription, but you can do a lot with the free plan. I think they push you to do the subscription if it's more than two people. But if you're doing one on one, like you can milk that free plan as long as possible. And then we just use Anchor, the Anchor app or Anchor FM just for a podcast hosting. I wasn't looking for anything fancy. I wasn't looking for downloads, subscribers, all that stuff. For me, I'm like, I just need a record button and just need a guest and boom. The rest was history. And when I did it from, from Zoom, I uploaded it to iMovie. I made the simple cuts, uploaded it to YouTube, uploaded it to LinkedIn. I didn't know a headline was that important. And at the same time, I was starting to see other people talk about captions and video captions and those are so important. And I didn't know LinkedIn was being stubborn and not playing the sound. I'm like, this is maybe the only social media platform that I know of that doesn't play the sound unless they updated that on other platforms. I don't know. So I'm like, wow, I really do need the the video captions, right? Mm -hmm. So at the time when you uploaded a video to YouTube, actually, they still do this to this day. They automatically provide you captions if you're patient. And all you have to do is go to their video editor and just literally change. It's like you're correcting Siri or Google Assistant. Like you're just going there and just doing small edits and then you export it to an SRT file and then you upload it to LinkedIn. So then I started doing that. I'm like, all right, you know, I have a 24 hours until I'm gonna post it on LinkedIn. So I just did that. I didn't pay for no transcri transcription or caption software or anything like that. And then it became, right, I gotta get this headline in. I'm not into, I don't have time to like, like mess around with video software. So then one of my clients said, hey, there's this one guy in Upwork that I use. And it was a B2B um, software company. And I said, you know what? He's a marketing manager. I said, yeah, send me an introduction because ideally I need to focus on other aspects of the business. And the, the only thing I really want to do is just post it. I don't want to mess with headline. And if I'm going to do that, I might as well you know, go to video cuts, especially if I'm going to be doing longer videos. And I try to do 90 seconds. That's usually the ideal sweet spot. And I got the guy and I said, you know what? I need a template. Then he talked to me about one-on-one ratio, all these things over my head. I was like, as long as it's 1080 PhD, that's all I care about, man. <laughs> that's all I care about. I was like, I'm not into this software, everything like that. I just know it needs to be good for YouTube. 
And then for LinkedIn as well. So we created two templates, one for YouTube and one for the, you know, one-on-one ratio, if I'm saying it right, for LinkedIn. And um, we put a headline. At first, we did the captions where he manually, you know, put them in. And then currently what I'm doing now is um, I'm having him leave room for captions. And I use Rev, R-E-V, for auto automated captions. And they spit it out in like seconds if it's a short video. And once I get that, I uploaded to LinkedIn, but I'm really experimenting right now because I don't know how much that helps with the user experience when it comes to other devices. And I don't know how much that helps even with the algorithm too. So I'm really just experimenting. I might go back after experimenting by manually entering the captions, but it's crazy how much it, it's evolved ever since I started it. <laughs> Cause I did not have like a template. I did not have no headline. I'm like, wow, I got like all this engagement, you know, over a hundred likes and 70, 80 comments, everything like that. I'm like, I had no headline. I was like, whatever happened, happened. <laughs> and and I don't, if you've seen our videos, we don't actually use, use the headline. You know, I think one of the things that I liked was when I went on your podcast, you were one of the first people whose podcast that I went on where afterward you sent me a nice video file with the SRT file that was shareable on yeah. LinkedIn that met the requirements. And I remember, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I remember my post doing really well. And that inspired a lot of the video work that we're doing. It didn't have the headline. I don't know if you've made more of a move towards having that now. I've seen some of the stuff that you do, but I liked that feel. It felt like a traditional video with captions. It was the two of us talking and it did it, it did really well for me. Um, and that inspired a lot of the video work that we're doing. Nice, nice. Yeah. One thing that I forgot to mention too is the thumbnail for LinkedIn. So mm -hmm. we, we use Canva. Yep, you gave me a thumbnail. You gave me a thumbnail too. Hey, like yeah, the yeah. whole little suite. You gave me the thumbnail, the video, and the SRT file. And I really liked how that was just packaged up and delivered after a podcast because a big piece of the podcast is for engagement purposes and driving people to your YouTube channel. Like, right. Jesus, everybody that you tell about your podcast consistently knows that you have a YouTube channel. They know where to go, what have you. But then when right. you have your guest also posting on your behalf, you get kind of another sphere of influence of my, you know, people who tune into what I'm doing. And then if I have a nice file to share and you make it easy, all of a sudden I'm driving new eyeballs to your website or your YouTube absolutely. channel or whatever it may be. Yeah, absolutely. I had a podcast interview with Ivan Meisner. He's the founder and CEO of a BNI, which is a global um, business networking group. And he he said, "Hey, when you're done with this, send me you know send me the link or send me the assets and everything." And from there, I'm like, I'm going to start creating a Google folder for all my guests so they can promote it on their own social media channels. And I think we had the same situation, which was I think you shared the full length thing with me, and then. I sent you the I, full length and the short clip that I used on LinkedIn. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I was like, all right, I want whatever you just posted as well. And you're like, here you go. Yeah. It's all, it's already in there. Um, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is really nice. Like this nice short put together video with the nice thumbnail when you scroll past it on LinkedIn. Right. Um, and for us, I mean, you know, we, that, that kind of approach has inspired an entire business model for us. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. You know, something that I really love that you do is both audio and video. And 
I would say most people from what I've seen, uh, at least in B2B companies, they start with the audio piece because lower barrier to entry and move to video. Mm -hmm. You you started with the video piece and have moved to the audio as well on the streaming apps. Talk to me about what led you to decide that a YouTube channel was what you were going to launch for this thought leadership content initiative. Yeah. So LinkedIn, you know, if you're a LinkedIn member, you're only, you're capped to just LinkedIn. So for me, I'm like, I'm all about, as a digital marketing expert, I'm all about the SEO, search engines, Google, Yahoo, Bing, all that stuff, right? And to me, I'm like, if I really want to make a big splash with this and reach as many small business owners, marketing professionals as possible, I need to go outside LinkedIn. So I started posting it on other social media channels and then YouTube. And I did my research. I'm like, it's one of the best ones. It's one of the top ones that people just view. And for an SEO perspective, to me, I'm like, that's awesome. I upload my SRT file, which is huge for your SEO strategy, right? And to me, I'm like, I also reached out to family, friends, people that were really into podcasting. And I said, would you rather listen to the audio or YouTube? And surprisingly, it was more like a 50-50. Some people have YouTube open and will watch it because they feel like they're missing out on something. Like they'll say, yeah, I watch Joe Rogan and stuff. And sometimes this dude like smoking pot and like wearing like an astronaut costume. And I don't see that because I'm listening to it. So I'd rather watch the YouTube video because I feel like I need to watch what this dude is doing, right? And you miss out on so many quirky things and, and things that you're not like, what do they have in the studio? Like, what are they doing? Right. What are they dressed like? All these things. So it sparks the curiosity, but it's also like FOMO, like fear of missing out mm-hmm. <laughs> at the same time. So for me, I'm like, you know what? There's no like strong pull, like audio only. So I was more like, I'm going to give my audience, you know, a choice. I'm not going to just force them just like a sales funnel or a marketing funnel. I'm going to just let them choose whatever they want. So I said, here's for the audio experience and here's for the video experience. And um, a lot of marketing professionals reached out to me and told me that they really liked that I was offering that. And some of them have implemented that for their own podcast show too. So I was like, hey man, go ahead. Like whatever works for you. I mean, we're all in this to like help each other out and be successful. So yeah. YouTube, as far as I understand, is the second most consumed place for podcast content. People, it's funny, I have conversations with folks who don't consume podcasts on YouTube, and so they don't think that uh, that other people do. And the reality Mm -hmm. is, is that YouTube is a tremendously consumed place for content. And just because you don't consume content there doesn't mean that other folks aren't. So for me, when I found Mm -hmm. out that people are watching what a lot of people do is they put the podcast and they won't watch it, right? But they'll be sitting right. at their computer uh, and they're listening. And then they have the option to go see, you know, Jesus, if you say something crazy to me and I have some sort of crazy reaction and I have yeah. it going on in the background, I know that I can then pull it up and see what that interaction right. looked like, which is the same idea as what's going on with Joe Rogan. Now in B2B, we're probably not going to spend time smoking pot together, wearing astronaut uh, outfits, but it doesn't mean that something kind of crazy didn't happen or what have you. You know, like I interviewed Chris Lockhead and Chris Lockhead is like 
an intense personality. And it's fun to be able to go and see what that yeah. conversation looked like, what Chris was doing. His studio is awesome. He's got guitars all around. I want to be able to show people that. Yeah. And if you don't want to consume the content that way, you don't have to. But the idea being that if you start with video, you are providing media in every aspect of the way that people would want to consume it, which is video, audio, and then as you're talking about with transcripts and things along those lines, being able to read the read written word. So I really appreciate, you know, the ability to start at the most difficult medium and it's probably made it a lot easier for you as time goes on to not start with audio and then say, all right, now I got to figure out this video thing, which, yeah. you know, it, there's a million different ways to figure out how to do it, whether it's iMovie or editing into script or Premiere or finding a system that works for you. Another question that I wanted to ask you on the YouTube front, you're talking about SEO and mm -hmm. I experienced the exact same thing, which is, and especially dealing with clients as well. And that's either not even just YouTube, but podcasts in general is yeah. I'm only getting X number of downloads or whatever it may be. And if I go to your YouTube channel, I mean, it's just, you're not getting, you know, 20,000 views per video and going to be a YouTuber that is able to monetize your channel and whatever. But clearly it's important to you. If you go look at uh, Jesus's channel, which is the Jesus McDonald experience, correct? That's the name of your channel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you it's can just type in Jesus McDonald. I mean, so if you type I have in a rare name. <laughs> so if you type in Jesus McDonald, you'll find his channel. And what you'll find is is that sure, maybe he doesn't have videos going viral, but it is a comprehensive page. I mean, you have six, seven, eight different uh, types of playlists that gear towards different types of individuals. You have uh, long form video content. You have your shorter promo videos. You have Q&A section. I mean, there is a lot there. So you must be getting something out of it if you're not getting those mass views. Uh, why keep doing it even though it's not going viral, if you will? I'm not focused on monetizing or, I mean, if that happens, happens. It's awesome or being a YouTuber, I'm just more focused on just providing valuable content, mainly for my clients at first, because some of the questions is like, hey, how do I clear my cache on Google Chrome? I'm like, I get so many of these questions. I need to just record this. So another thing too, on why I did YouTube is I do a lot of how-to videos, and then I have my guests that will share their screen and do a how-to about branding or something and what they do what in their process for branding, right? So. I can't do that with audio. I can't just share my screen and be like, here it is. So like I was mentioning how to claim your Google My Business listing, how to optimize your Google My Business listing, right? How to increase traffic. Like all these things are where I share my screen or my guest is sharing their screen. So there's also different content on YouTube when compared to the podcast audio experience, right? It's just different way to digest it. But sometimes I'll say like, you know, you can also listen to the video or watch the video version of this on my YouTube channel, right? So depends uh, if it's a full interview and we're not doing like how to's or anything like that. So a lot of it has been more beneficial. I just had like all these like screencast video recordings just saved in. We use Screencast-O-Matic and for, you know, MacBook, but I think it's also for PC too. So we had all these like library of screencast videos and I'm like, we might as well just put it on YouTube. A lot of them are like how to simple steps, whether with WordPress or just 
Google Chrome or just anything that we get frequently asked questions about, we just put it there. It can even be marketing and SEO strategies, things like that. So for me, and then bringing guests on, it was creating those playlists too to help other marketers. I've had clients that just reach out to me and just tell me like, hey, thanks for sending me the YouTube. I already did X, Y, and Z. I implemented this. Super helpful, super insightful, valuable practicals that really have made a big difference to our SEO strategy. And I'm like, that's freaking awesome. That's rewarding. To me, that's what it's really all about. And then it's really just helping each other out as marketing professionals too, right? So there's a lot I know, there's a lot I don't know, and that's where my guests come in and just provide that information. And I'm literally taking notes as I'm doing a podcast interview with people. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to implement this. All right. And then I'll show you how it goes. So we're just all learning and growing, which is beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've seen it firsthand, you know, as we talked about podcasting once upon a time and, you know, <laughs> we get off yeah. and you're like, man, I learned a lot about podcasting today. And, and I want to dig into a little bit about what you're doing on social and just in general for how you are going about distributing your podcast. What is your approach to driving people to your content? Yeah. So the approach is staying in my lane and, and, and talking about marketing and websites. It's so easy to talk about other things like let's talk about sales. It's like, all right, let's just, let's just focus on marketing and WordPress websites. So for me, staying in my lane, just giving without expecting anything in return. And it just happens that I get something in return <laughs> from giving. So that has been helpful. I've been get, able to get leads from that. People that need support, I mean, it's really a timing thing. If people need it, they'll reach out to you. And also a lot of it has been just digesting the content and then implementing it. So I provide a lot of insightful and practical content for marketers, but really even entrepreneurs reach out to me and they're like, Hey, I know you're focused with, you know, with B2B marketers, but this has been awesome. I forwarded this over to my manager and I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> so to me, it's been really that just posting short clips and really just finding like those nuggets within those short clips and writing it out. This is what I learned from it and what I got out of it. And by the way, if you guys want to know what the talking points are, here they are. And then the links are, you already know where the links are at. So they're in the comments. So feel free to, if you want, if you're interested, you know, to listen to it or watch it on YouTube. That's really my only strategy. Anecdotally, the things you hear that you hear that are like, I love this content. I sent it around to my team. I mean, those are fantastic. And that tell, I mean, being a podcaster in B2B and knowing the results that I've gotten as a business owner, make mm -hmm. it, I, I don't need to look at my downloads to tell me whether mm -hmm. or not my podcast is a good channel for me. But there are marketers out there who report to venture capitalist boards that uh, you can't just go in the meeting and say, I know it's working. People are talking about it. I'm yeah. curious for yourself, and maybe there aren't many, and maybe there are, what are KPIs that you track or look at for your podcast? Yeah. So believe it or not, I don't focus on downloads. I don't focus on subscribers. Um, really, I'm just pumping it out, just the content. I, I don't really focus on anything. I'm not focused on on views, even with my YouTube channel. 
I'm not focused on anything. I know it's a branding strategy. It's a top of mind strategy. Uh, and it's worked for our business tremendously. We've been able to get new business. I think it's more about, you know, seeing the value in the process, seeing value in branding this way. If you're focused on ROI, you're going to just be impatient and you're just going to quit. And I think you can't just rely on just podcasting to be your lead generator. Like yeah. you got to, you hired salespeople and you need to go get them doing what they need to be doing. But you also need other marketing strategies too. If you're saying I'm putting all my eggs in one basket and the podcast is going to be my lead generation, good luck. It's not going to work for you that way. You have to like really change your way of thinking about it because honestly, it's top of mind strategy and it's a timing thing, right? It's like a CEO. If a CEO wants it done in like a month, what's the ROI in a month? Okay. That's not probably the ideal client for that SEO expert or agency. And they didn't understand what they signed up for. So I think it's really understanding what you signed up for, but understanding that sometimes things take time, but also you got to incorporate other marketing strategies as well. Like what are you doing mm -hmm. for content, right? What are you doing for social media? What are you doing for all these other things? Right. I, and you really don't, just need one. You need all of them because people come from different angles. I have people that are like, Hey, I watched your YouTube. I'm like, wow, they didn't listen to the audio. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> or like, Hey, there's one guy I was on a zoom meeting with uh, a B2B marketer. And he's like, Hey, I feel like I know you already. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome, man. I don't know you though. So let's just rewind a little bit. <laughs> but it was hilarious but awesome at the same time because he's like i watched are you videos and i asked a question you know for marketing research purposes i was like which videos are you talking about all your short clips on linkedin i was like oh i thought you meant youtube you have a youtube channel okay i got i'm writing it down we're gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna subscribe to it i was like that's freaking awesome but he's like all, all my all my content the short clips have been all in his new feed he's yeah. like you Sam Moss are the only ones that I know that talk about WordPress websites. You guys are the only ones that are like blowing up my feed. He's like, and I'll do it. And he's into like social media ads, right? And he's like, I literally would, you know, watch your short clips, read your post, the text only post. I open it in a tab and then I start implementing what you told me with the ads. Wow. And I'm like, wow, like real time edits. I'm like, that's freaking awesome, man. I was like, I need to have you on my show. <laughs> <laughs> Tell everyone this. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's something that as. I can add one more thing. Yeah. 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 This guy doesn't even engage with any of my posts. He doesn't like, he doesn't <laughs> comment. He's a lurker. I was like, wow. I was like, that's crazy. I was like, I, I went back. I'm like, he's connected to me, but he doesn't like or comment anything. But he knows everything about me. I was like, wow, that's awesome. I, I love those. I, I have friends or, or, you know, just people who uh, they'll say something like, your, your content on LinkedIn is like so inspiring. I watch it. I watch you post every day. I'm like, you can't drop me a like one time. <laughs> like, what? I've never seen you. I've never seen you comment or like. Right, right. So, you know, it it is interesting, you know, that. The, the amount of people who are consuming your content that you maybe 
that you maybe never hear about and people consume right. content in different ways. And whether that is, you know, on YouTube and somebody finds you through YouTube and look, maybe I post a video and it gets one view on, on YouTube and that one person wouldn't have consumed my podcast otherwise. And then they become a longtime podcast consumer. You know, they, they, they end right. up connecting with me on LinkedIn. They start consuming my podcast on the, the streaming sites. And, you know, when you're in the B2B setting, it's so much more valuable the the specific individual. I don't need ten thousand people to ever download an episode of my podcast, but if I can have fifty people, all of whom are B two B tech marketers who have their hands in or are thinking about doing something with a podcast, I'll take fifty all day who are listening to what I'm saying, who are implementing things, who are mm -hmm. reaching out to me and connecting with me and talking to me about their podcast. I mean, that is so much more valuable, and I think that it, right. it is a paradigm shift of what people think traditionally. And if you go in with the misconception that like our podcast is going to light the world on fire from a B two B standpoint, I I think that you kind of have the wrong mentality of what it's going to do for you. Yeah. And that's what I see a lot is a lot of people have selfish motives. They're like, what's the ROI? Okay. Did you close that guest? Did you do this? Did you do that? Subscribers, downloads, all that things. Right. And then they quit. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing that I see a lot happening, even like after this whole pandemic, like things are somewhat going back to normal is people are changing their marketing strategy. Now let's quit the podcast. Let's quit the YouTube channel. Let's quit this. Let's keep changing. Right. But that's their thing. They keep changing and they need to be patient to see anything. You got to build momentum, right? Yep. So what I'm thinking is those that stick with it are going to even stick out more like a sore thumb, right? And I complete I completely agree. I mean, I think the people who are going, I think there's going to be a huge fall off of the the people who made their like their little series or whatever it may be during the during the pandemic everybody became a content creator during the pandemic i mean it was yeah. you, you, everyone's posting something everyone's making videos you're at home whether it's you and your significant other doing tiktok dances uh or you're posting b2b content everybody became a content creator because there wasn't anything else to do and i think now you're going to see serious attrition in who's able to stick with it. And I think the people who have a solid foundation, who understand that this is a long-term play, that podcasting isn't going anywhere, that content creation obviously isn't going anywhere, are going to come out of like the fray as the elite group of people who came out of the pandemic and stuck with their strategy. I mean, I, I completely agree with you there. And I think it is such an important time to push, to stick with uh, whatever content strategy it is that you came up with and to continue to hone it and refine it and be proud of it. Yeah. And another reason why I chose video and why I love what you guys do and you guys have a video background when it comes to podcasting, which is awesome, is video is, I would say, is one of the top two when it comes to the most effective form of content when you post on LinkedIn. And to me, I, I've seen that. I've seen more people reach out to me. They know more about my personality. They, they know more about my character. They just know more about my guests and they reach out to me after a video. The text only, I would say would be the first or second. I mean, text only posts on LinkedIn and video, both of those I would say is one and two, right? They're both competing for number one. 
Yep. But I've just seen it so much, like just generate more leads, right? But also just generate more inquiries, right? Sometimes they're not your ideal client, but they just have, you're just an industry part. You're just an industry in, in, in your niche. And people just want to know more. They might have a question, right? I don't get anybody to reach out to me more than when I post video. It's not, I mean, now engagement, I, I have some all text posts that do very, very well. And they, they'll go pseudo quasi viral for me, which yeah. is very different than others. But I don't have the same, no other medium has people who reach out to me and say one of a few things. One, I love your video. Two, you know, how are you guys doing this consistently? Uh, I was right. thinking about doing this for myself or something along those lines. But like in the DMs, people in my space talking to me about what I'm doing, there is no medium that more people want to engage with me than after I post video and it's not close. And I don't have a number to tell you that because I don't track it. I don't need to because I know it's working, yeah. but I, I there's just nothing for me. I get so like giddy the day that I know that I'm going to post one of my videos. I know that I'm going to have conversations with people that day and they're going to reach out. They're going to want to talk about it and right. the content is going to perform well. Yeah. And even one thing you talked about was repurposing. I wanted to go back on that. So there is there are weeks where I don't have a guest or they had to cancel um, because of an emergency or something. You know, stuff happens all the time. Mm -hmm. So I only, you know, I look at a full video length. I'm like, okay, that was a 30 minute podcast interview. I only did like a three minute or a minute and a half short clip. There's a lot more I can just cut out for many of my past interviews. Yep. So I end up going, you know, to past podcast interviews and I end up, we end up doing like more video short clips just from that. And we just, that's the way we kind of, I mean, it's new content for people, but it's been on YouTube for a long time. Right. And I've seen a lot of, I don't know, social media influencers where they're posting like content from like two years ago. Yeah. Right. I know Gary Vee, like he'll post things like, this is me, my childhood in my father's wine store and everything like that. I'm like, that went viral. Like yeah. <laughs> that had a lot of hits. I'm like, he's talking about childhood, all these things. So really any content is good. It just depends on what you're trying to, you know, hit a home run on. Awesome. Well, Jesus, I mean, we could go on for forever, I think, yeah. but we are coming up on time. So last question for you is where can people go to find you, to find your company, to find your YouTube channel? What what would be the best way to, to find those things and to get in touch with you? LinkedIn. That's where I spend most of my days is on LinkedIn. So just type in Jesus McDonald. You can follow me there. If you look at my bio information, I have my YouTube link there too. And even the podcast link to Apple Podcasts. But honestly, it's really on every podcasting app that you like to you know, <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> There's so many of them out there. I know. All right. Hey, Zeus. Well, thanks again. I really appreciate you spending some time with me today. It was great Thank having you. you on Recorded Content. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Recorded Content, a show brought to you by Motion, a done-for-you podcasting agency for B2B tech marketers. We do the podcast stuff so you can focus on strategy, building brand awareness, and developing new relationships. To learn more about how you can launch and grow a podcast for your company, check out motionagency.io. Thanks for listening to Recorded Content. 